Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Megillah daf chaf beis. We left off on daf chaf aleph on beis. We're at the two dots. Ein pochs in mehen vein mosif in about six lines from the end of the page. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. Also sponsored by Morris Massell and Karen Benson l'zchusin for shleima for simcha binyamin akohen ben yocheved. Also by David and Lisa Lasky, the Zechonishmas of David ben Chaim Hillel, David's maternal grandfather. Also by Simi and Moshe Kleinman, the Rufo Shlema for Rachel Malka, Basertel Shendel. Also by the Gross family, the Zechonishmas, Chanalea Bas Moshe Tzvi, Ramosha Yehuda ben Ramnachum, Chayalea Bas Naftali Hertzka, and Tzvi Menachem ben Shmayahu. And also by the Balk family, as a for a successful procedure today for Yair Shlomo Elimelech ben Leia Esther. The We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So again, we're holding about six slides from the end of the page on Daf Chaf Aleph and Beis, and the Gemara is uh, is going to discuss um, how we, how uh, each person says a bracha before and after the aliyos nowadays, and then the Gemara is going to talk about how many aliyos we have and how to navigate the aliyos on Rosh Chodesh. If you have five psukim and you got to give two aliyos, so what do you do with that? So that's obviously a huge daf yomi coincidence that we spend time discussing how to do uh, aliyos on Rosh Chodesh. In today's daf, we're also going to talk about a tinus seaborn, how many aliyos there should be on a tiny seaboard because it's so curious. The Mishnah gave us how many aliyos you do pretty much on every day of the year, but somehow didn't mention tiny seaboard. So the Gemara is going to have to figure that out and try to bring rayas based on uh, brises, based on uh, episodes that happened with Rav, and uh, to figure out what, what the story is on a tiny seaboard. Then on Ahmed Bey's, the Gemara is going to talk about uh, the issue of bowing, both by when it comes to bowing down on stone, that uh, the issue of bowing down on a stone floor, as as well as when it comes to leaning for Tachnun and uh, when one should or should not lean for Tachnun, we're also going to mention the possibility that a Talmud Chacham gets the Kohen Aliyah in the presence of, uh, even in the presence of a Kohen, if he's uh, a real Talmud Chacham Muflag, if he's really uh, different and, be- and, uh, and, and of greater Chashivus than, uh, than everybody else. We'll talk about the parameters of that a little bit. So let's begin. Six lines from the end of the page at the two dots. In Pokhsiman Ben Mosifin, that you don't. Uh, you don't do any uh, any less or or more than those uh, number of aliyos. But then what we're really going on is with the Mishra said that that uh, the one who gets the first aliyah says the bracha beforehand. The one who gets the last aliyah says the bracha after. So that means dafka that that the what, the guy who gets the kohen aliyah says the first bracha before kriyas Torah, The guy who gets the last aliyah says the last bracha after Kriyasa Torah, but nobody in the middle says any other brachos. So, but nowadays, the Kulam of Archlevena nowadays everybody gets an aliyah, says two brachos, both Levena and Lachra. Why did the Rabbanan Misakin, why would the Rabbanan Misakin to do that? Because we're afraid someone's going to come into the shul after the first guy already said his bracha. They're not going to hear that there was a bracha at the beginning of Kriyasa Torah, and they're going to think that there is no bracha before Kriyasa Torah. Or maybe someone is going to leave shul before Kriyasa Torah is over. He's not going to hear that there's no bracha after Kriyasa Torah, and he's going to think that there's no such thing as a bracha after uh, Kriyasa Torah, which is difficult because this, uh, the assumption is that this is a person who's going to come late 
every time, or is going to leave early every time, meaning every other time. And also, it assumes that people will assume that they know what happens when they're not there and what doesn't happen when they're not there. I'm not sure why they would make that, make that assumption. I would assume that uh, if I left early and I wasn't there, what happened after Kriya Torah? I would assume that I don't know what happens after Kriya Torah. I don't think I would assume necessarily that they're not saying a bracha after uh, Kriya Torah, but maybe he's going to judge by the other aliyahs, that the other olim didn't say a bracha after, so they'll just assume that there's no there's no bracha after. So ne- then the Mishnah said, Brashe Chadashim Chalashamoed Karin Arba'a. Then Rosh Chadash Chalamoed, there are four aliyahs. So by Menelim Bar Rav Me Rava. Parshas Rosh Chodesh, the parsha that we read in Rosh Chodesh, Ketzat Koronasa, how do we divide it up among four people? Meaning we relate on Rosh Chodesh, we have four Olim, but how do we divide up those Psukim among four people? The parsha Satamid of Tzavis, Menei Salvamatalim, is Kavani Lachmi, Tavian Tmanya Psukim, is eight Psukim, Hechinavid. How do you divide that up? So Nikri Trey, Tosa Tosa Psukim, should you give two Aliyos of three Psukim each? That can't be, because Pasha Lutrey, then at the end of the parsha you'll be left with two Psukim. Vein Mishayim you can't finish an aliyah within three psukim of the end of the parsha. So there's no way you could stop the parsha two psukim short of the end. So let's do the more natural thing. Nikri arba'a arba'a. Let uh, two people read four psukim each, and uh, therefore you, you're going to have another two aliyos that you're going to have to figure out. So pashalahu shiva. So you're going to be left with seven more psukim to then split among two aliyos. Because Abiyoma Shabbos Havian Trey, Abiyoma Shabbos is a parsha that contains only two psukim. And Rashi Chachechem is five psukim. So that equals seven psukim. Say, Echinavid, how are you going to divide those seven psukim to two aliyos? Nikri You want the guy who reads Shlishi to read two psukim from one parsha and then one into the two psukim from Biyama Shabbos because there only are two psukim in Biyama Shabbos. And then the first pasuk of Rashi Chachechem, you can't do that either because we have a klal that ain't maskilim be parsha psukim. That when you're starting a parsha, you have to go at least three psukim in. You cannot start only one pasuk into the parsha. So you're not able to finish an aliyah one pasuk into the parsha of Rosh Shechem. So Likri Tremehad, Tosmeach. So what? You want to do the, both psukim of Yom Shabbos and then go three psukim into Rosh Shechem? But Pashalu Trey, the whole Rosh Shechem is only five psukim, so you're only going to be left with two at the end. And you're not. And we just said you're not allowed to stop an aliyah within three psukim of the end of the parsha. So you're stuck. So Rav said, you know, zo lo shamati. I don't have a tradition as to what you're supposed to do on uh, Rosh Chodesh. But I'll tell you about Kayotze Bashamati. I do have a tradition about uh, about something similar, and we can learn from the, where I do have a tradition to our situation. It's not because there's a Mishnah that tells us when it comes to the Kriya Satorah and the Mahamados, that Bayoma Rishon, then on the first day of the week, they would read Bereshis Vayirakia, where uh, the, it describes the Brias, uh, the, whatever Hashem created on the first and second days. Vitani Allah, and the Brisa says, how would they divide that into three Elios? Bereshis Bishnayim, Bereshis put a he split among two, and Yehirakia be'echad, and Yehirakia was the third aliyah. Va'avinu so they asked about that. Wait a second, Bishlam Yehirakia be'echad d'tlas psukayavu. I get how Yehirakia could be an aliyah because it's three psukim. Ela bereishis b'shnayim chamisha psukim avu. But how do you split bereishis among two olim? It's only five psukim. V'tanya kare b'tarul yivchos mishlosu psukim, and each ola has to get at least three psukim. V'itmar Allah. 
So they said that two possibilities. Rav Amar Doleg. Rav says that the first guy reads three, the first three Pesukim. Then the second guy repeats Pesuk number three and reads Pesuk three, four, and five. Ushmol Amar Posek. And Shmuel says, no, the first guy reads two and a half Pesukim. And then the second guy reads the remaining two and a half Pesukim. So the Machlokas, Rav and Shmuel, that you have by the Kriya on the Mahamados, Rav says, from that Machlokas, you could derive what to do on Rosh Chodesh. That according to Rav, the first guy will read three, the first three Pesukim and the second guy will repeat the middle Pasuk. And according to Shmuel, you'll split the middle Pasuk. first guy will read two and a half and the second guy will read two and a half. So the Gemara says, well, why would each one say what they say and not what the other one says? Rav Amradolik, my time alone, why doesn't Rav like the idea of cutting the middle Pasuk in half? So no, because Moshe, Moshe says he's not allowed to do that. Any Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't, didn't, cut, didn't uh, end at that spot, you're not allowed to end it at that spot. We're not allowed to start uh, chopping up Pasukim. But how could Shmuel say that we do split up Pasukim? Uh, after all, didn't Rabbi Hanina Kara say he was a Kara means he was a Bal Mikra, he was a Baki in uh, in 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 uh, lading and in uh, reading uh, Mikra, and he said Sar Gadol Hayuli Eitzel Rabbi Hanina Gadol that I had such trouble uh, when uh, when I was by Rabbi Hanina Gadol to get a heter from him. <laughs> the only answer he ever gave me to break up a pasuk is when I was teaching children because they needed to be able to understand and in order to learn you can't just read a whole pasuk they need to be able to absorb phrase by phrase just like uh, by Moshe Rabbeinu it says uh, the Rashi writes in Vayikra Aleph Aleph Umayyav Sakos Meshamshos Litin Revach L'Moshel is Bonin Bin Parshal Parsha Beninin L'Inyin just like Moshe Rabbeinu needed between the Parshios that's why we have these breaks in the Parshios to, to internalize what he's being taught so a child on a much uh, smaller level needs uh, only phrase by phrase he can't be given a whole pasuk at, at a time so but bottom line is you see that uh, from, from Rabbi Hanina that we don't split a pasuk into two so it's, uh, it's unlikely that Shmuel just rejects that whole din that we don't split pasukim so why is Shmuel okay with splitting pasukim so says Ingmar very simple why did Rabbi Hanina allow it for the Tinokos why did he allow it for teaching the children because there's no other way to teach children it's low Efshar so you see a cloud from there that even though you're not allowed to split Pesukim when it's low Efshar you are allowed to split Pesukim so Hanami low Efshar by Kriyas of the Mambados there's no other option what else are you going to do so says Mar what is he going to do do what Rav said why does Shmuel think that you split a Pasuk just do what Rav said go back and repeat the middle Pasuk and then you'll be fine says Mar no no, he, had, he was concerned about the Nechnasin and the Yotzin, that the Nechnasin, after the first Aliyah, people who come late, and they're going to see that the second guy started from the first, from the third Pasuk, are going to think that the first guy only read two Pesukim. And people who leave early, have, and they leave after the first Aliyah, and they're going to realize that there are only two Pesukim remaining in the Parsha after the first Ola, they're going to think that the next Ola is only going to read those two Pesukim from the Parsha. So in order not to give the wrong impression to the Nechassin and the Yotzin, it's EF Shar, because we cannot give the wrong impression, and therefore we split the Pasuk in half, and that is the Shita of, uh, of, of Shmuel. So uh, so this idea that a Pasuk, that we don't split a Pasuk in half, that we never say half a Pasuk, doesn't seem entirely true 
true because there are lots and lots of places in our davening and other things where we do split a, uh, a pasuk where we do seem and it seems that this halacha is even b'shas halimud right because he said that Tsar Gadol Hayeli what was his name uh, Rabbi uh, uh, Rabbi Hanina Kara Rabbi Hanina the, uh, the the teacher of uh, Mikra said it was a Tsar Gadol to get this heter and I only got the heter when teaching children because lo Efshar but it sounds like if you're teaching people who it is Efshar that you're not even even in the context of teaching Torah you're not allowed to do it's not only a din in Kriyasa Torah so the Rokeach quotes uh, that, uh, that that his brother Rabbi Yechesko the Rokeach and Simon Shin Yotas wonders why it is that by the Pasuk Yahalu Hashem Hashem when they bring the Sefer Torah to be Machsirit that the Shah says the Shatz says half a Pasuk and the Kahal finishes the Pasuk and then they add other Pasukim together with it why would they split a Pasuk you're not allowed to split a Pasuk and the Rokeach brings other places that they do such a thing um, the, the, by the Pasuk of or by the Bracha Mila the Shlich Sibra says and everyone says so the Rokeach says that uh, because the Srafim are being korim to each other they're calling to each other to together be and then they all join in together so and that's exactly what the Shatz is doing that when it's something that's responsive with the Shliach Tzibor is calling the Tzibor to action that let's go and, uh, and, and finish up and uh, finish this passage then the Shliach Tzibor is allowed to say the first half and everyone else is allowed to respond the Magen Avram uh, doesn't uh, agree with the, with the Rokech that you're allowed to split these Pesukim because the, the, uh, the, the Gemara is Mefurash um, that, uh, that, 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 that you're not supposed to split Pesukim so to come up with your own Svar of why it's okay uh, is not going to be enough to out do what it says in the Gemara. The Gemara is explicit that you're not supposed to split Pesukim. So, uh, so the Magen Avraham himself gives a slightly different reason. Based on Sota Dav Lamadam Beis, that Moshe Rabbeinu says Ashir LaHashem, and then Kali Yisrael repeats Ashir LaHashem. So you find that uh, initially when some of these Pesukim were said, they were said responsively, and they were said in such a way where it was split and it was responsive. So those Pesukim that initially were written to be responsive are allowed to be said responsibly, even though the first person who says it is not saying the entirety of the uh, of the pasuk. Tosus and Sukkah raises another question. Tosus and Sukkah Lamed Chesam Beis says uh, it's Ana Hashem Oshiana, and we and then everyone says Ana Hashem Oshiana, and when the shot says Ana Hashem Asichana, and they say Ana Hashem Asichana, but our Gemara says we're not allowed to split up Sukkah unless it's for Tinokos. So Tosus says how are we allowed to do that? So he says uh, that uh, when it's Shnei Bnei Adam that are saying it, it's uh, it's different. So uh, again, that same uh, similar idea that when things are said responsibly, but this doesn't answer what the Chasam Sofer and the Maram Shik deal with, which is at the beginning of Kiddush on Friday night, we begin with the middle of a Pasuk, Yom Hashishi, and some start with Vayer Vayivoker. Uh, so that's the middle of a Pasuk called Pesukot Lo Paski Moshe Anon Lo So Chasam Sofer says that they want to start Yom Hashishi because they want to be Mitzarev, the Shem Yudke Vavke, in the first four in the, in the Rashi Tevis of the first four words of Kiddush. So Yom Hashishi Vayichul HaShemayim is a Shem Yudke Vavke. So that's a big Indian apparently to get that. So to start Yom Hashishi is not uh, Matim because it doesn't mean anything. Yom Hashishi doesn't uh, have any Mashmaos. So that's why we start Vayir Vayivoker Yom Hashishi. And uh, you can't go back to the beginning of the Pasuk Vayir Lukimus Kolashar Asav Tov Ma'od because that would be a terrible way to start off Shabbos because Chazal Avedrasha Tov Ma'od 
zehamaves. So it's a, this would qualify. Therefore, says some sofer that it's of a situation of efshar. That's a broad definition of efshar because we're trying to get this inyan of yukevavke, and we don't want to say something that's uh, that's just totally out of context by just saying yomashishi. Uh, and uh, tov ma'od is something that we try to avoid. Therefore, it's yefshar. It's impossible to do it in any other way. Okay, but that's what uh, that's what they uh, they suggest. There is a chiddush in Magin Giborim in Aruchayim Sin Memtas where he says maybe when there's an asnachta in the pasuk that's mamish the same as the sof pasuk and you're allowed to stop wherever there's an asnachta in the uh, the pasuk. Whoever some sofer in the tshuva says uh, that it doesn't sound that way at all from uh, from all the discussions in the Rishonim that an asnachta is good enough. Another issue that they say from Rav Chaim Velazhner is when they do Hagva, so the Pasuk of Zosatara um, until B'nai Yisrael is in Dvarim Dalad Mem Dalad, but the Pasuk of Piyashem Biyan Moshe is a Chatsi Pasuk in Bamidbar Perektes Pasuk. Chav Gimel, that's only uh, half a pasuk. So how can we cut that, that, that pasuk in half? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't cut the pasuk in half. So in the Perush Dover Shalom, in the outside Tfilus, he says that you shouldn't say Al-Pi Hashem Biyad Moshe because it's, uh, it's doubling it over because it already says Zosatosh Samashem Bnei Yisrael. And he quotes in the name of Chaim Velashner that the minig is a messed up minig and you say the entire pasuk in Bamidbar. Al-Pi Hashem Yachnu, Al-Pi Hashem Yisru, Mishmer Hashem Shomer, Al-Pi Hashem Biyad Moshe. But in Masech HaSofram, it doesn't... Uh, Mention anything other than the pasuk of Vizos Hatosh Samosh of Nehemiah Israel to say at Hagabah. So somehow the minna got, uh, got got corrupted somewhere along the way. That's how they say from uh, from Reb Chaim Velazhner. But anyway, but this is a real issue. Not to uh, not to say uh, pasuk, not to split a pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu himself didn't split. Okay, so now the Gemara raises the question on Rav and Shmuel. So Meisve, we had a bris when it comes to Kriyas Torah throughout the year. If you have a parsha that's six psukim, you split it up into two aliyos. If you have a parsha that's five psukim, you can only have one ola. Kara rishon shlosha. So, so uh, because obviously you can only have one because there's no easy way to split it. Kara rishon shlosha. If the first person read three psukim, the second guy cannot just read the the, the two psukim that remain. Hasheni kori shnayim parsha zu veechem parsha acheres v'yeshomim. The next guy has to finish the last psukim of that parsha and then either read one pasuk into the next parsha to be Mashlamus three psukim or three psukim into the next parsha because you're not allowed to start less than three psukim into a parsha. So you see from the brisa that there's no other etza. If the first guy read uh, three psukim, you're going to have to add from the from the fo- from the following parsha. But the misa, but if you hold like Rav or Shmuel, lemandiyam or dolig nidlog. If you hold, you're allowed to go back. So go back and repeat pasuk number three. Lemandiyam or posig nivsukin. If you hold, you're allowed to split. It's so split the pasuk. So you see that uh, you can't be doleg or posik, that that's not an option, that you have to read the entire parsha. Says, well, no, shiny awesome to have Shabbachi. The Bryce is talking about a case of a Kriya Torah on Monday or Thursday where there's no limit to how far you're allowed to go into the parsha. So you're always able to go further into the next parsha. And therefore, of course, we don't prefer to be doleg or to be posik. It's just that on Rosh Chodesh, we're limited because we, we only read X number of psukim. So we can't, we have no choice. But, uh, but but when you have the option of just reading a few more psukim into the parsha that you're reading, okay, so read a few more psukim. 
and it shouldn't be a problem. And the Brisa of Machlokas, whether the second parsha, when you go into that next parsha, you read one or three psukim into the next parsha. So how do we paskin? That the Allah is like the Yeshomim, that if the first guy read the first three psukim of a five pasuk parsha, the second guy should read the following two psukim and three psukim into the next parsha, because you don't want to read only one pasuk into the next parsha. Okay, so we paskin like the Yeshomim, that you don't begin less than three psukim in the parsha. So, uh, just like we say, when you go into a new parsha, you have to go in at least three psukim. So, to when you stop toward, toward the end of a parsha, you have to stop at least three psukim from the end of the parsha. Says, well, of course, if Lagabe is starting a parsha with less than three psukim, where the Tanakama is making, and he holds that you're allowed to start with less than three psukim, like we said, they read one pasuk from the following parsha, uh, and, and nevertheless, Machmiri Yeshomrim, the Yeshomrim Machmir, and hold that you're not allowed to start less than three psukim into the parsha. She or leaving three psukim into the parsha, the Machmir Tanakama, where the Tanakama is also Machmir, because he said in the Brisa that the parsha that's five psukim is Karanos Abiyachid. So it sounds like the Yachid has to read all five psukim, and you're not allowed to stop less than three psukim from the end of the parsha. So so of course the Yeshom is going to be more machmir about that. I Meaning you see from here that there's more reason to be machmir about leaving three psukim at the end than there is to be machmir about starting less than three psukim into the uh, the parsha. So it says, now I might have thought that people coming late that happens all the time but who would leave early I mean, the manchi sefer Torah v'nafki, people are going to leave the sefer Torah while it's out people are going to leave in the middle of Kriya Torah that would never happen that would uh, that, 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 the Chum don't need to make zeros about such crazy things people wake up late okay people are human but to leave as the sefer Torah is up, that's just a chutzpah no one's going to do that so come Ashmolot so that's why Rabbi Shubham Levi tells me yeah people do that too and it's uh, it's Kedai to be good goes there for, uh, for Yotzim as well. So, why does the Tanakama think leaving Psukim uh, at the end of the Parsha uh, is not worth making Gzera? I'm so why is it that uh, that to leave Psukim at the end of the Parsha, you have to be careful. You're not allowed to leave three Psukim at the end of the Parsha. It's because of the people who are going to leave early and get the wrong impression. To begin a Parsha less than three Psukim, we should also ask her, because of the Nechlasen, because of people who uh, come late, and that is, after all, more common. So why isn't the Tanakhama making that Gezeira? People do come late, but when they're late, they're already, by the time they come late, now they're in Shul. So they can ask, hey, what happened? What did I miss? You know, what, uh, so they can catch up on what, whatever uh, whatever went, went on before them. So you don't have to worry about the impressions that they're going to get, because they can ask if their impression is correct, but when a person leaves early, he's going to get the wrong impression, and he's going to have no desk, because now he's on the train on his way to work. So there's uh, there's no one to ask. So How do we paskin about splitting Priyasator of the Ma'amadal? Do we paskin doleg or do we paskin posek? Like Rav or like Shmuel? So Shalokhei Hilchse doleg ve'emtsa'i dolgan. The halacha 
is that the second Ola uh, reads the uh, the third uh, pasuk again, um, and uh, and and uh, then the. Uh, uh, the 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 the, uh, the 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 second guy reads the the middle of the three psukim, so he's the one that's closer and reads that third pasuk that the first guy already read, and then he adds two more psukim from the parsha, and then you read the shlishi for three psukim of the parsha of Yehirakia. So zakhal kol sheish So good. So that that now we dealt with Rosh Chodesh, we dealt with Mamados, Dolik posik. So now we know what to do with Kriya Satara this morning. Wonderful. So zakhal kol sheish Whenever there's a musaf, there are always four aliyos. So the Gemara says. Uh, the number of people uh, that you call up for, uh, for 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 most days is explicit in the Mishnah. But it didn't say how many olim there are on a tiny seaboard. How many aliyos do you give out on a tiny seaboard? So Rosh Chodesh maybe Rosh Chodesh and Chalamoid where there's a carbon musaf they get four aliyos. There's no carbon musaf on a tiny seaboard. Lo, maybe there shouldn't be four aliyos. Or maybe Tainus Sibur is also like a Musaf. There's no carbon Musaf, but there's added tefillah. We say Aneinu, so maybe you should get four Aliyos. So Tashimah says, well, let's try to bring some Rayas. So Raya number one, when the Mishnah said, Barashi Chadash Mechol Shemoit Karin Arba'ah, so it says when you get four Aliyos. On Rosh Chodesh Mechol Moed, Diuk you should make is, Habatainus Sibur Shlosh, so that a Tainus Sibur does not get four Aliyos, only gets three Aliyos. Says Mar Yebed, Eimer Reisha, Bishaini Bechamisha Bishabis Mincha Karin Shlosha. It also gives a list of when there are three Aliyos. And it says Monday, Thursday, Shabbos Mincha. That's when there are three aliyos. So you can make a diuk from there. Hatainus Sibur That would imply that Tainus Sibur gets four aliyos. So obviously you can't be medayik from the Mishnah because the Mishnah just skipped Tainus Sibur. So Asemis is bothered. Why Taka did the Mishnah skip Tainus Sibur? It goes through every possible day and it doesn't mention how many aliyos you get on a uh, Tainus Sibur. So he says it's because of the line in the Mishnah where it talks about being Maftir Benavi. So Tainus Sibur doesn't fit any uh, any category um, because uh, we do have a haftorah on Tainu Sibur and on all the days that get three aliyos and the days that get four aliyos we said Ein Maftirim Benavi so Tainu Sibur wouldn't fit those lines in the Mishnahis so we're going to fit it in with the, the days that are Maftir Benavi Tainu Sibur definitely doesn't get as many aliyos as the days that you are Maftir Benavi that's on Yom Tov and Yom Kippur and Shabbos so since it didn't fit neatly into any of the categories so that's why we don't mention okay you have to come up with something so Tashima says well let's bring another Raya, what to do on a tiny seabor. The Ravik of the Bubble Tiny Seabor, Rav once went to Bubble on a tiny seabor. Come, Karabisifra. He got up to read from the Torah Pasuk Baruch, and when he started to read, he said a bracha. Chasim v'lo Baruch, and when he finished reading, he did not say a bracha. And another unusual thing he did, which we'll discuss in Amid Beis, is Nafal Kuli Alma and Payu. Everyone else did Nafila Sapayim. Verav lo Nafal Alape. Verav didn't do Nafila Sapayim. He didn't fall on his face. So Michti. Going back to that first Hanhaga that Rav did, that he started with a bracha but didn't end with a bracha. Rav be Yisrael kara. Rav must have gotten an aliyah of Yisrael because he was not a Kohen nor was he a Levi, he was a Yisrael. So he must have gotten Shlishi. My time How could he not say a bracha after his aliyah if he got shlishi? Meaning everyone agrees that the last guy has to say a bracha after his kriya satora. So Rav must have realized that there's going to be another ola after him. So you see clear a clear raya that there must have been a ravii. So it must be that there are four olim on a tiny sibur. Says more low. Rav bekani kar. Rav didn't get shlishi. Rav got the kohen aliyah. Rav Kahuna Karibikani, because we find Rav 
Yehuda was also not a Kohen, and he got the Kohen Aliyah. Not every time someone gets the Kohen Aliyah, they are Kohen. It could be that they're a massive Talmud Chacham, and that because of their godless in Torah, they rate to get the Kohen Aliyah. So says Mara, what's the riot from Rafuna that just because Rafuna got the Kohen Aliyah, that Rav is allowed to get the Kohen Aliyah? Bishlam Rafuna Kari Bikani Dafi, the Ravami Ravasi, the Kani Chashividar, the Yisrael. I understand Rav Huna would get the Kohen Aliyah because even the most chashva Kohanim in Eretz Yisrael were totally kafuf to Rav Huna because of his godless. El Rav, he kashmol the kana hava v'dvarale. Rav had Shmuel who was a Kohen and he was uh, elevated above Rav. So, so Rav had to get Shlishi. Rav couldn't get Kohen. Uh, Talmud Chacham can only get Kohen when he's the biggest Talmud Chacham, when he's the one that everyone recognizes. From everybody else. But Rav had Shmuel. So Shmuel Nami Mechav Havakaiv with Rav answered, No, no, Shmuel was totally Kafav to Rav also. Rav did a mice of Kavod towards uh, Shmuel, but but that was only when Shmuel was there. But but he didn't do such a Kavod to Shmuel that he would turn down the Kohen Aliyah if Shmuel wasn't present in the Shul. So because Shmuel was Kafav to Rav, and uh, it's very Shaykh that Rav got the first Aliyah, and Therefore, we have no raya uh, as, as far as how many aliyos there are in Tainus Sibor based on Rav's behavior in Tainus Sibor of not saying a bracha afterwards. And Achinami Mustaver, the Rav Bekani Kar, it's most Mustaver that Rav got the Kohen Aliyah. We said the story that Rav got an aliyah, he said a bracha before his aliyah and just didn't say a bracha after his aliyah. So our whole raya is oh, why didn't he say a bracha after his aliyah? It must be there was someone after him. Why did he say a bracha before his aliyah? Must be because he got the first aliyah. Must be that he got the Kohen aliyah. Otherwise, he went to set a bracha. Says Mar, nah, not a raya. La'achar takana. Maybe this was after the takana that they were already misakin that everyone should, uh, should 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 say a bracha before their aliyah. If it was after the takana, everyone says a bracha after their aliyah also. Shiny the Yosef Rav, the male Eili, now maybe where Rav lived, it, things were different because uh, Rav told them not to leave. He taught them properly not to ever leave in the middle of Kriya Torah. So since the Takana that everyone has to say a bracha before and after is because of the Nechnasim and Yotzim, people who come late and the people who leave early, where Rav was, he didn't have to worry because people did come late sometimes. That you're never going to solve in Klal Yisrael. But he taught them to have a little Kavanah Torah that people shouldn't leave early in the middle of... Uh, in the middle of Kriya Satara, at least that much he was able to uh, to teach them. So even if Rav was the Shlishi, and he said a bracha lefanel because of the takana, he wouldn't say a bracha lacharel unless he was the last one to get the aliyah because he didn't have to worry about yotzin. So Tashma says, well, let's try to bring another raya, a third raya, uh, as far as how many aliyos there are in a tiny seaboard. Zaklal, kol Whenever there's going to be bitul malacha for the people, uh, meaning the day is a day where you're allowed to work, so you can't keep people in shul forever because people have to get to work. Kigon tiny seaboard, like a tiny seaboard where you're allowed to do malacha. Vitishbaav. Which is also technically mutter b'malacha, except for makamos that they're knowing not not to do uh, malacha. Current uh, shloshes, then you only give three aliyos. V'shein bo bitul malacha la'am. But if it's a day that's also b'malacha anyway, and look what the Gemara says, kigon roshei chadashim, like rosh chodesh, where there's an isur malacha anyway. V'cholos shalmoed and cholo and cholamoed current arba, then you're going to get four aliyos. So uh, the the if you look at the top tosos, the kasha the parakein dorshin b'chagiga, meaning rosh chodesh. 
שיוכיח שיש מקום במסוף, הוא מוטר בעשייה שמלאכה. לגמר החגיגה סז ראש חודש, זה מוטר בעשייה שמלאכה. And over here we're saying that it's also בעשייה שמלאכה. ויש לנו דבר למוטר בעשייה שמלאכה לאנשים, אבל נושם מסורס במלאכה, ובשביל הפרקו נזמן במעשה אגל. So it also says an interesting יסוד, that it's true that, uh, that men are allowed to do מלאכה ראש חודש, but women do not do מלאכה ראש חודש, and the reason they don't do מלאכה ראש חודש, it was, it was, it's a gift to women that they get an extra day of Yom Tov, they get an extra day of not doing Malacha because they did not participate in the Cheda Egel and because they didn't participate, this is their, uh, their reward is that they get, uh, they get a day of Isra Malacha for uh, Rosh Chodesh. Obviously the Mordechai writes in the name of the Ri that a Malacha Kveda, like plowing and planting, doing heavy farm work is also even for men. Uh, Tulsus and Rosh Hashanah sounds this way as well, uh, but uh, not that it's Meikra Din, but that's, uh, that's the minute. Prichadosh writes that uh, people who are knowing not to do Malachan Rosh Chodesh is a minute betotless. And that's uh, the, the Birke Yosef, the Chidah writes in Birke Yosef as well, it's quoted by Shari Tshuva. So in my Mordechai, he writes in the name of the Seder Yom that it is a proper minute, even for men, and we shouldn't be mevatel such a minute. So in Tshuva's Yosef Ometz, he uh, brings the Rayas from Shittos and Rishonim that there is Malachan for a minute for men not to do uh, malacha, um, the, the, and, uh, and the, that's a good thing for men not to do malacha. In Mishabrura, he's passing like the Prichadash, that the minute of men not doing malacha is a minute tos. So, like tosos, meaning uh, that if you're a Dafyomi Jew and you just glance at tosos, so you got the correct impression that women don't do malacha, but men do malacha. What does it mean women don't do malacha? They don't do any uh, malacha? So, uh, so, it doesn't mean uh, any malacha, it means malachas that are a real. Tircha. It could be that it's only malachas of like sewing and things, things of that nature that they have to be uh, careful about. But not necessarily uh, not to turn on a light, malachas of convenience and things like that. That certainly uh, women, women would do. But anyway, so the Gemara is saying, uh, the, the context that this comes up over here is that we're trying to prove how many, how many uh, alios there are on a tiny sibur. So we said whenever there's not going to be, whenever there's going to be bitul malacha because there are people that have to work. And on a tiny sibur, people go to work. You're only supposed to give three aliyos. So Shemamina says, well, yeah, you see that there are only three aliyos on the tiny seaboard. Amr of Ashi v'anan lo t'nan hachi. Aye, but we learned differently in our Mishnah. Z'akal kol yom sheish po musaf v'en yom tov korin arba'a. That if it's not a yom tov, but there's, there is a korin musaf, you get four aliyos, including Rosh Chodesh and Cholom that there are four aliyos. So lasu yemai lav lasu yitani seaboard v'tishabav. But by making it a klal, what's it coming to teach me? Isn't it coming to teach me tiny seaboard and tishabav? You also get uh, four Aliyos. Ula Ravashi, and according to Ravashi, who learns from our Mishnah, that in a tiny Sibur and Tishvav you get four Aliyos, Masnis and money, low Tanakama, below Rabbiosi. Then our Mishnah doesn't fit any Shita, it doesn't fit the Tanakama, nor Rabbiosi. The Tanya, because by Kriya Satara and Tishvav we have a Brisa, Chaldios, Pesheni, Bechamishi. If Tishva falls out on Monday or Thursday, where you're going to get three, you're going to read three Elios anyway, because it's Monday or Thursday. Korin Shlosha Umafter Echad. You add a Maftir on top of the three Elios. But Bishlisha Bravi, if Tishva falls out on Tuesday or Wednesday, where you wouldn't otherwise lane, Korin Echad Umafter Echad. There's only one Ola plus a Maftir. Rabbi Yossi Omer, the Olam Korin Shlosha Maftir Echad. Rabbi Yossi says it's always three Elios plus a Maftir whenever Tishva falls out. But according to Ravashi, that, that our mission understands that on Tishbav, you get there are four alios. That's not like the Tanakama who said that there are that there, that there's one. 
nor like the uh, Rabbi Yossi who said that there's three Ravashis against uh, the Ravashis understanding of our Mishnah is that there are four is against everybody so okay but if Ravashi is incorrect so Ravashi's Raya was from the Zeh HaKlal so what do we learn from the Zeh HaKlal uh, the Zeh HaKlal is not coming to tell me that Tainas Tzibor and Tishbav Yilein Four Aliyos no it's coming to tell me that Rosh Chodesh Cholomoed Yilein Four Aliyos says more Zeh HaKlal is telling me that Habed Yekatanila the Mishnah said Baroshay Chodoshim Moed Korin Arba it said that Beferish I don't need a Zeh HaKlal oh it's coming to be Marba what I don't already know that Rosh Chodesh and Cholomoed there are four Aliyos it said that Beferish that Rosh Chodesh and Cholomoed there are four Aliyos Sansa Gemara the Mishnah is not telling me any new dinim with the Zaklal. The Mishnah is giving me a mnemonic. It's giving me an easy way to remember which days get how many aliyahs. So it tells me, don't think that Yom Tov and Cholomoyed are the same as far as the number of aliyahs they get. You should t- t- take the following klal, and with this klal, you'll always know how many aliyahs to lay. Whenever there's something extra that one day has over another, it likely means that there's an extra aliyah that you lay on that day over the others. So have something extra. This is So therefore Chamisha, so then there are five aliyos. Beyond my Kippurim, Donish Kares. Not only is also do Malacha, you get Kares for doing Malacha, Shisha. Then there are going to be six aliyos. Shabbos, Tikis, or Skila. Shabbos, not only is it Nisra Malacha, not only is it Kares, it's Skila. So then Shiva, then you can get seven aliyos. So the Gemara says, well, okay, good. Now we d- dealt with how many aliyos we have on a tiny Sibra, how many aliyos we have on all the other days. But one of the rayas that we brought about how many aliyos we have on a tiny seaboard was based on the story of Rav. That Rav went on a tiny seaboard and he made a bracha before and he didn't make a bracha after. And then we mentioned, oh yeah, by the way, he did something else that was unusual. He, uh, he, he, he Everyone else fell on their face and he didn't. So now we're going to focus on that. It's got nothing to do with our topic. But once we mentioned that, that Rav fell on his face, uh, that, uh, that, that uh, uh, everyone else fell on their face and Rav didn't. So we're going to talk a little bit about bowing and falling on your face. So Gufa, Rav, it will bubble the tiny seaboard. Come, Rav didn't go down on his face. My time arrived. Why didn't Rav go down on his face like everybody else? It was because the, store, the, the floor was made of stone. Vitanya and the Brisa tells us you're not allowed to bow on a ritzbash outside of the base of Mikdash because we have in Maskis so sit new bardschem lishtachvos soleha it's a pasuk so we have to mishtachvos bardschem so on eleven Maskis you're not allowed to bow bard but you are allowed to bow on the Avon of the Beis HaMikdash uh, from, from the Ezra Siswal and, and, and further in. So even a Ritzvah Shalavanim is included in the Yisr uh, being Mishtach Vekidu'ula Damrullo Asr Torah L'Ritzvah Shalavanim Bilvad that the Torah only asks a Ritzvah Shalavanim. So you see that's why Rav didn't want to fall on his face in the Beis HaKnesses because he wouldn't bow on a Ritzvah Shalavanim. Wait, we said when he he went to the shul, it was unusual because everybody else was bowing and he wasn't. But if there's an issue to be and in that shul they had a ritz why is Rav the only one that was following the halacha? So, uh, so uh, says Gemara, no, the shul didn't have like a uniform floor. They had carpet all in the, through the back of the shul and where Rav was sitting it was a ritz So Rav couldn't bow but everyone else could bow because then no one else had a ritz So says Gemara, 
couldn't Rav just move? Let him go to where the people are and let him go bow at that point over there. So by lo sibura. Now he knew that if he would go, everyone would stand for him, and that was something you find a lot in Shas that the Chum did not want to be matriach other people to stand for them when uh, when they would walk by. So he didn't uh, he didn't want to move from his location. He thought everybody would uh, would stand up. The uh, that's the Maisa they tell Rabbi Yaakov and Ramesha. I think it was the Torah Masara convention and uh, Ramesha motions Rabbi Yaakov, let's go in through the back so that people won't stand for us and Rabbi Yaakov stops him and he says, no our Rebetzins are here so uh, they, they, should, they, should, they, they, they get a lot of Hanah when, uh, when people give us Kavod so even though we don't uh, need it but for the Rebetzins they should get Kavod so, okay. but uh, generally speaking you try to avoid it so Rav that Schneer, people won't Rav Schneer. Rav Schneer? Okay. Yeah. okay my apologies so um, Rav Schneer and Ramesha, or just Rav Schneer? Yes, Rav Schneer and Rav Yaakov. Rav Schneer and Rav Yaakov, okay. So, uh, so it says more of a, um, so, so uh, where are we? So, v'lez l'gabi sibura v'lin palalape, so lo bayi l'mitzvah sibura. V'yivay seima, or another possibility, even if the whole base of Knesses was Rizritzba Shalavanim, and, uh, um, and, and the Isra would have only been for Rav for a different reason. Rav pishut v'yadayim braglayim hava'avid. Rav's practice was he would do a full pishut v'yadayim braglayim, and that's what you're not allowed to do on a Ritzba Shalavanim. No one else would do a full and therefore they didn't have that problem. Rav Paskin, like when Ulu said that, that uh, the Torah only answers a So why couldn't Rav just not do a Let him be no without spreading out his uh, hands and legs. He didn't want to change from what his minakavua was. Another possibility is that it wasn't Asramidin Evan Maskis for him to fall on his face, but Rav never fell on his face because Adam Chashuv Shiny, he was an Adam Chashuv. An Adam Chashuv should not fall on his face unless he's going to be answered in his tefillah like Yoshua Benun. That Hashem said to Yoshua, are the next words. So since uh, at that time his tefillah wasn't answered because Klal Yisrael had sinned, the Kodesh Baruch Hu says you can't be nofal al panecha when you're not going to be answered. So the reason uh, not to fall on his face was not to be misbaza in front of the shemayim if he goes through such a bizayon and he doesn't even get answered in the end of, in the end of the day. So we had three reasons why it is that Rav was not uh, was not nofal al Al Panav, either because uh, he uh, he uh, he and he alone was in front of an area that had uh, that had that had uh, stone, or he would do pishut yadayim v'raglayim, or he was an adam chashuv, and adam chashuv should not be nofel al apav. kida al When we say kida, is the type of vowing that's on the face. Shenemar v'tiko b'sheva apayim artsa. Kriya, uh, when we talk about a bowing called Kriya, that's al birkayim, that's on the knees. Vechenyomer mikroa al birkav. when we say the lashon of for bowing, zo pishut yadayim raglayim. That's a reference to spreading out the hands on the legs. Shenemar, because the Pasuk says uh, that Shenemar, avon avon anivi imcha veachecha lishtachavos lucha artsa. Artsa sounds like the entire body is flat out on the, uh, on, 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 on the ground. So 
Yisrael. Says the Gemara, Levi Achva Kida Kamei the Rebbe Ve'itva. Levi was demonstrating Kida, and that caused him to become uh, disabled. Is that what caused Levi to Levi to, to lose his ability to walk? Wasn't the story that Levi spoke with Chutzpah to the Rebbe Shalom, and that's why he lost the ability to walk as a punishment for that? Says Gemara, He was punished because he was Tiach Dvarim Klape Maila. In what context was he punished? When uh, he did something that was a sakana, when he was uh, showing everybody how to do kida. So it was in that context that the punishment uh, was meted out, but it was because of the reason that Kodesh Baruch Hu gave him that punishment was because he was Tiach Dvarim Klape Maila. Okay, but tomorrow we'll pick up on the last line of the page of Chav Beis and Beis. Everyone have a good Nechadesh. Great day. Thank you. Have a great day. Good for that.